Live from the Youth Today studio at Kennesaw State University, you're listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Watch Dogs program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Also brought to you in cooperation with Youth Today. Youth Today is a publication of the Center for Sustained Journalism at Kennesaw State University. If you want to know what's going on with Youth Today, go to youthtoday.org. Well, hello and welcome to another Tuesday edition of Watch Dogs Radio. I'm your host, Keith Shoemaker, speaking to you live from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia area. It's, uh, it's kind of overcast, but uh, we're certainly not getting the weather that some other parts of the country are getting. Uh, we are uh, having a little bit of drizzle here. I think it's kind of, uh, kind of the same all across, at least the, uh, the southeast anyway. Well, it has been, as usual, another very uh, active and lively week in the Watch Dogs program. We see more programs Coming online, we see a lot, uh, a lot of uh, interesting information uh, coming out on our Facebook page. That, of course, is the, about the best way to contact with us. If you just want to follow along, uh, check us out on Facebook, and that's W-A-T-C-H space D period O period G period S. And, and as I said, we've got a lot going on there. We've just got uh, some uh, comments. Uh, shout out real quick to Greg uh, Buron, and he is at Fairwood Elementary School. Uh, not quite sure where that is. Uh, Scott Levine checking in, wanting to know about watchdog programs in Maryland. Uh, Hector Pena, he is uh, down in the uh, Houston, Texas area. He's asking about uh, watchdogs programs down there. And uh, he had an interesting question about our relationship with PTA. And of course, we have a great relationship with PTA. So uh, that was one uh, great comment on there. We got a good video out of, uh, let's see, WXIITV12, uh, Roar Hall, North Carolina. Chris Vodder, thank you for uh, posting that great video from your local TV station up there. So uh, just, you know, so much more, so, so much going on on that uh, Facebook page. And uh, of course, we love to have folks call in here on our uh, blog talk radio, on Watchdogs Radio. Trying to keep it on Tuesdays as much as we can. Occasionally we do roll back to a Wednesday because of some scheduling, or I'm sorry, Monday, because of some scheduling conflicts. But uh, we're just having a great time, and we are rolling. Uh, we're going to give a shout-out to our executive director, Eric Snow, who is feeling a little under the weather. He's a little puny today. So uh, hopefully we're going to get him uh, back, uh, back up on top of the weather instead of being under the weather uh, and get a chance to join us here next week. Actually, next week he's going to have to join us because I'm not going to be here. It's going to be uh, Chris and whoever Chris can drag on the radio with him, and, uh, and maybe I might check in to uh, – I've got a scheduling conflict next week, but it's going to be interesting. And then we're going to roll into um, our holiday schedule. But one thing I want you to look forward to, coming up the following week, I believe it's going to be December uh, – check the date, whatever that Tuesday is following – um, we have a great guest on the line uh, scheduled for that, and that is Tina Long. Tina is uh, the director of EverythingStartsWithOne.org, and she is working to uh, reduce and eliminate uh, bully-induced suicide. She lost her son to bully-induced suicide. She is uh, very uh, proactive in getting out there working in the community, working in the schools, and we're looking forward to hearing from Tina 
uh, about that. She has appeared on uh, The Ellen Show. She's been on uh, Hannity. She's been on um, quite a few other uh, talk shows, and we are very privileged that she's going to be on here with us. Well, let's see. Today, Chris, are you on the line from the mothership in Springdale? I am, Keith, and uh, it's good to be back from the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, get back in that working mode. So I'm just uh, glad to be at work, blessed to be at work, and you know, looking forward to uh, helping close out our, our fall semester in a very strong uh, and positive uh, fashion. So uh, you know, we're picking up schools uh, mm-hmm. daily as we uh, progress towards the Christmas holiday and to close out December. So no, it's uh, things are good here at, in Springdale at the mothership. Good deal. When, uh, of course, a lot of schools are looking at that break in the semester. If you're on a semester or quarter system, um, you know, a lot of schools are on the semester where they're, they're looking at the ability to come back in after that holiday break. And that, you know, that would be a launch time like they're, they're coming back. Uh, you know, it's a new calendar year, maybe not a new school year, but a new calendar year. They're starting a new uh, and that's a, you know, a good opportunity to launch a watchdogs program. And of course, our answer to anybody that gives us a question, you know, when's a good time to start a watchdogs program? And the answer is always the same for us. It's right now. Uh, so it doesn't matter what part of the school year you're in. It's always a good, uh, good time to go ahead and get that training, get your watchdogs program up and running. Hey, Chris, uh, I didn't, I wasn't very responsive to the emails and the phones and things this morning. And, uh, and I didn't get a chance to tell you why. Um, but guess what I did this morning? Keith, you know what? I, I'm a, I check Twitter on a morning, <laughs> on a daily basis, and I saw that you were at, uh, I think you were at uh, Pickett Mills Elementary, it looked like. It looked like you were doing the uh, drop-off line, getting kids in safely, uh, challenging kids to, uh, to be outside-the-box thinkers and to come to school with a positive attitude. Man, I, I tell you what, it's funny, you know, uh, so many things, you know, this is, uh, I, I, I've been, haven't uh, been in as a watchdog for, you know, the last couple of months, and it's so great to be able to step back in there and, and get back into the work that, you know, that I, that I love so much. I mean, all this other support work is great, but it's all basically where the rubber hits the road. And, you know, just to see, you know, you got a, you know, a little guy, he's in the car and he's, you know, he's, he's trying to you know, get the last handful of Cheerios in is, you know, they may have gotten up late or whatever. And, you know, he looks like he's about to have a bad day and you pull that door open with a, you know, give him a smile say, Hey, how you doing, buddy? You know, and you just, you change his day. And, and it's just, it's such a great thing to do that, to be out there, you know, with those kids, seeing them in the morning, getting the high fives and, you know, just being that positive male role model. But, uh, man, I got to, uh, you know, I got to do sight words with the kindergartners. I got to do problem of the day with the fourth graders. And I got to do uh, science lab and learn about erosion with uh, some third graders. So, uh, you know, always love to do that. You know, just a chance to you know, step away from the business side of, of watchdogs to get back to where the rubber meets the road. And I just love it. So uh, just just a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So uh, anyway, anything you need to let us know, uh, Chris, from the from the mothership here before we get to our guest? I'll let you bring our guest on and introduce her, uh, and then uh, we kind of have a question for you when, when, once you bring her on. You have a question for me? I didn't do it. It was yeah. like that when I got yeah, well, here. That's, well, Jane that's and I have a talking. question for you, so, so go okay. ahead and bring her on. Well, I would like to welcome to Watch Dogs Radio, Janet Posman-Cheer. Uh, she is a outreach educator and 
with the Dibble Institute, and I will let Janet kind of explain uh, what that entails. But Janet, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us on Watchdogs Radio. Oh, Keith and Chris, it's just so great to be with you guys. Um, happy post-Thanksgiving and happy holidays coming up, and what a great time to be with all of you, and, and just loved listening to you talk about your work in school this morning. It's great to be here. Well, great. Well, Janet, uh, can you tell us a little bit about about your background and uh, a little bit about what the Dibble Institute is? Uh, sure. Um, my background, actually, I trained first to be a therapist to work with young children. And uh, when I got out of graduate school, it was a very bad economic time, uh, kind of like 2008, but it was a different uh, year. And I'm not going to say the year because you start <laughs> calculating how old I am. Uh, but it was a very bad economic year, especially for where I live in uh, in Houston, and mm-hmm. um, could not find a job working as a therapist, but I could volunteer, and I ended up volunteering for a brand-new program, the Child Abuse Prevention Program, teaching kids how to protect themselves from becoming victims. And mm. I ended up um, becoming the director of that program, and then I did that for many years, and then I went on to create another program teaching kids how to be good parents when they grow up, giving information Mm, about child development and positive discipline. Right. And so it just made a natural sense that when it was time to retire from that position that I became an outreach educator and trainer for the Dibble Institute, which is devoted to helping kids get smart about their love lives, helping them learn how to have healthy romantic relationships and any kind of relationship when you really think about the skills that are needed to have healthy relationships. And so um, I've always been, instead of on the putting people back together side, I'm on the let's prevent the bad things from happening to people side. So really enjoyed that my entire career. That's great, and, uh, and and of course, you know, I've I've got having a uh, 14-year-old and a 9-year-old. Um, you know, certainly, I may be uh, leaning on you for uh, some advice on how to direct them. But uh, I think you know, my I'm very proud of my uh, my 14-year-old. I think she's navigated the waters pretty well so far. Uh, I haven't uh, haven't come across any hand grenades yet, but uh, you know, you always got to be careful. So what? Uh, well, first of all, what is this question that that uh, you and Chris have? I keep we're talking about listeners. Uh, to kind of, I guess it's kind of twofold. Do you know how many listeners uh, download or listen to our our by podcast on a weekly basis? And do you know the total number of listeners? Well, the right now, and I, I'll go back and get you the numbers as we speak. But we are right at about thirty-three thousand downloads. Uh, and that is uh, since uh, since we started the program. And actually, uh, here in a couple of weeks, we will ha- be having our first anniversary of being uh, producing the show every single week, uh, plus some additional shows. So uh, that is where we stand. We're getting about uh, 300, two to three hundred a week uh, okay. downloads. Uh, I can tell you right now we have thirty-two thousand nine hundred and twenty total listens. Uh, our profile has been viewed 13,705 times. So uh, somebody's out there looking at us and listening to us. Well, well great. Later on, Keith, sometime uh, I'll let you teach me where to go and how to navigate the studio. Cause I just know <laughs> kind of how to 
bring people on, and that's about it. So uh, we can mm-hmm. we can learn that later. Sure, sure. I can tell you what's funny is you know we did a show last week uh, on the twenty sixth, our regular show. Uh, Thanksgiving, what are we thankful for? And then I turned around and immediately behind that, I posted uh, Eric's interview on the Sean Rumble show. Uh, and I did that at, at 1.30, directly behind the, the, uh, the 12.30 spot. And what's funny is I'm looking back is that, you know, we've had 235 people went back and listened to Eric on the Sean Rumble show. But Chris, you and me, we've only had 13 people kick in and listen to it. So apparently what people are doing is they're going, they're logging on and they're looking at for the most recent um, uh, episode. Okay. Well, we know we know what that means. Next time we'll put Eric on first, and we'll be the we'll follow <laughs> Eric. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Well, uh, well, Janet, let me ask you this: as a, as the father of a 14 year old uh, who is a, uh, a, a excellent student, she's an athlete. Um, what are some of the things you can tell me? Do I need to be looking for any particular landmines, or what would you? tell a parent that, that is navigating the waters of middle school? Well, um, Keith, I think that, you know, you mentioned earlier you might be asking me, you know, for help or advice, but I think you don't really need any because you've already figured out what kids need to be happy, healthy, and successful, and mm-hmm. that is parents who care about them and are involved in their lives and demonstrate that and, and give them positive guidance. And I think the research is very, very clear as far as if you're wanting to protect your children from getting involved uh, at too young of an age in, in sexual activity, the best way to do that is to be an involved parent, a caring yes. and involved parent. And especially for girls, and I know, Keith, you have two girls, right? Yes. Two daughters. Especially for girls, having a, a strong father positive, not, not not just father presence, but a strong positive father presence in her life is key to helping her be successful and navigate the world of relationships in a very healthy mm-hmm. way. Uh, I, I stress positive because it's not just having a dad, because it has to be a dad that has a positive influence in the daughter's life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, and, and sometimes I'm even guilty of this. It's the, you know, we say, you know, there are two different kinds of fatherlessness. There's physical fatherlessness where the guy's just absolutely not there. Maybe they, they don't even know who he is. And then there's the emotional fatherlessness where, you know, it's, you know, on the computer, on the phone, on this, on that. And, and I admit I'm guilty of it sometimes, too. But, you know, sometimes you've got to, you know, turn that off and, and you know, take a day, go out, you know, have one on one time, have. Um, you know, connecting time. And one of the things, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Linda Nielsen, who, who was here a couple of weeks ago, um, but, but she said, you know, when, when young ladies get to the point where they're in middle school, they're in, in, in early high school years, and they're developing into that, you know, and, and, and the term she used is probably the better than anything I can come up with, with, you know, now my daughter looks good in a bikini. And, you know, is it okay for me to be that you're that close person giving, you know, putting my arm around her, giving her a hug. Well, yeah, absolutely. You've got to be that father figure. And, and I believe in that so much. Absolutely. I think that um, appropriate affection is so important uh, throughout our lives. Um, mm-hmm. It's just if it was 
inappropriate, then then it gets creepy right. and uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly, and and that's the thing is you know clearly it's you know obviously it's the intention behind it, but um, you know to be able to uh, you know to to just be there and be that that uh, that positive male role model. Exactly. So exactly. now when. Oh, I was just going to say, when you do your training, you're when you go out and and uh, and do the training, you are training educators to train the students. Is that pretty much what you pretty, where you're from? Yeah, sure, pretty much. Um, the Dibble Institute is actually a national nonprofit organization, and we produce lots of materials and curricula to help adults be able to work with kids usually preteen through young adulthood to help them learn how to have healthy romantic relationship skills. So if you were to go to our website, which is dibbleinstitute.org, you could see the wide variety of materials that are available. And what's great about your listening audience is that some of them are people who are working directly with groups of kids, and then others are parents who are mm-hmm. not going to go and stand in front of a classroom and teach a program. And we're able to give... Um, to make available materials for for both types of uh, you know delivery, be it teacher or, or social worker, or counselor uh, uh, to a class or a parent to, with a child. And what I do um, in my position is I mainly train adults so that they can use the materials to work effectively with the students. Although I do like to go, just like you did this morning, I like to go back into the classroom or group setting at least once a year and deliver our programs myself to, to of course, do with the kids, which is the best, but also to mm-hmm. continuously evaluate how the programs are working with different populations, and kind of in a, not in a scientific way, but in a more of a, it's kind of for my own information way. Um, sure. All of our programs have been evaluated scientifically, and I do have the evidence that they do really work and help kids learn and change their behaviors uh, as a result mm-hmm. of participating. So that's that's a great thing to know. Okay. Um, you know, when you have questions come to you, and of course every parent has to <laughs> has to manage those questions. Um, you know, in the best way, in the best situation uh, that that they have. Um, so, if somebody wanted to be prepared to answer those questions when they come in, and in, in, in a, I think you know the kind of questions that I'm talking about, um, can a parent go to um, your web page for resources uh, to, to be able to help answer those questions in a more um, reasonable way? Oh, I think absolutely. Um, so the website is, is is full of information, not just uh, this is what this material does and that curriculum does, but a lot of background information about the issues of relationships with kids. And a parent could definitely get some good information. And there's also other websites that are available that we could always we could call our office and we could direct you to other websites as well. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: When, when uh, just looking at the situation, you know, when uh, say a daughter comes home and, and she's talking about, you know, well, so and so is dating somebody, and, and and they're going out. You know, I make the joke. You know, okay, they're going out. Where are they going? 
you know, they're, they're, they're 13 years old. You know, you can't drive. You can't really do anything, you know. Um, but when you've got a, um, you know, say, a young lady and she's thinking, you know, why isn't anybody asking me out? Or why isn't, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, one girl that she dated one boy for one, you know, uh, a month or so, then she's dating another boy and another boy after that, you know, what do you say to that child? And then what do you, what does a parent say to the child when she comes home and says, you know, why isn't anybody asking me out? Well, that's Is that a, a, a kind of a point yeah. of question? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. It sounds like you're talking about me as a as a 14-year-old, because I was that girl. And um, it, it, there is that feeling of peer pressure that if you see, it's usually the quote-unquote popular people mm-hmm. who are the ones who are already starting to go out at early ages. And um, it makes you wonder, you know, what's wrong with me? Why isn't uh, somebody attracted to me and want to go out with me? And I think as a parent, um, you know, you're probably thinking, Great. Nobody's nobody's bothering oh, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it you know doesn't help your 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 child to to hear that, of course. Yeah. But you you know you can certainly share with them how you can understand how it might make them feel um, inadequate or unappreciated for who they are, but reassure them that um, that, that that in the future that there. I love this expression. Um, I heard it just recently, and I love it, that there's, there's a, a lid for every pot and that they will find somebody who will love and appreciate and respect them and want to spend the rest of their life with them. But that usually happens later on in life. And mm-hmm. as people mature, they start to have relationships. But most people really don't get into heavy-duty romantic relationships until they're, they're late teens and early 20s. They've been actually being delayed quite a bit nowadays uh, than it used to be. People used to start dating a lot younger, but nowadays they, they tend to go out more in groups uh, in their early and mid-adolescence, and not until later adolescence, early adulthood, do they actually, quote-unquote, date like a traditional date. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that that's good. Uh, you know, the uh, a couple of things, and one of the things that I've said actually to both of my daughters, and, and Chris, you could probably chime in here too because you've got you know both boys, uh, you know, sons and a daughter. But I, you know, I said, um, you know, it's amazing when you go back, especially with the technology that we have now. I go back and I look at Facebook, and and I have connected with a lot of people now and 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 developed you know good friendships and relationships with people that i probably never would have even spoke to in high school and i know a lot of people you know wouldn't have spoke to me and and i always make the joke that it's a good thing that my wife and i didn't go to the same high school because we never would have even talked to each other let alone dating. um i don't think she would have stooped to my level but anyway but that, that's one of the things that i try to you know impress on on you know my kids is that you know just because the situation is the way it is, you know, whatever it is now doesn't mean you're always going to feel that way about that person. And, right. and it's interesting how, you know, relationships and friendships develop, you know, later on in life differently than they do in those high school years. Chris, did you, uh, you want to pop in there? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just say, you know, we have spoken to, you know, to our kids uh, about, you know, their feelings and having feelings for the opposite sex. And, uh, and just talking to them, and you know, 
you know, the good news is, you know, my daughter's nine, so right now she, you know, she still thinks boys are yucky, which is, that's okay <laughs> with me. Boys can be yucky till they're 30, uh, and, and I'll be okay with that. But, you know, my, my boys, you know, uh, and their older, uh, and their classes, especially at, at church, you know, they're kind of, you know, prepping them, you know, if you want to date, that's fine, but try to date in groups. Go out and mm-hmm. do group dates, and uh, and then you know, really dating is when you really are more serious about a person. And so, my kids kind of, my boys who are you know, really I can say fifteen and thirteen, uh, they have respect for women and for girls. How I have treated their mother, and how they've seen their their mm-hmm. uh, grandparents treat their grandfather and their grandmothers, and so. They have a lot of respect for women, and and because of how I model it in the home and how they hear it from their worship leaders, they really don't want to date right now. Mm -hmm. They just want to be friends with girls and establish a healthy friendship and be their friends, but really not, you know, they don't see a need to date right now, which is is okay with me, you know. Right. And so... uh, I mean, I can remember in those, those years, you know, being very good friends you know, with, you know, with girls that I never really dated, but, you know, I would, I would call up and of course, you know, this, you know, then in, in those days there was one phone in the house. It just had a long cord and, uh, you exactly. know, you'd sit on the <laughs> phone for hours and talk and sometimes go for, you know, 10, 15 minutes and not say anything. But, you know, that, that was just a good friend. It wasn't, you know, any kind of relationship didn't really go anywhere, you know, anything like that. But, um, you know, it's just, technology and and you know when my daughter gets a text from somebody i'm like who are you getting a text from now you know <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of but you know that's the thing is you got to be aware and you got to monitor things too yeah, you, so. you do and and jane i'll let you uh pipe in here or comment in just real briefly but you know like my kids my boys you know they're constantly texting you know friends boys boys or girls and, uh, you know, unfortunately, that generation has kind of lost the ability to, to you know, communicate and, and to mm-hmm. look someone in the eye and say yes, sir, or no, sir, or to have a conversation. So when we are out in public, you know, when it, if we are going for dinner, all right, I'll, you know, kind of have a rule. All right, cell phones down in pockets, mm-hmm. uh, especially when the waiter's there. Look him in the eye, say yes, ma'am, yes, sir, and tell him what you want, you know. Absolutely. And it kind of, kind of drives my boys crazy. You know, my daughter, she has no problem. She's nine, and you know, uh, but you know, my boys because they have the, the iPods and the iPhones and all the other stuff. They're kind of, you know, uh, have have lost the ability to, or don't know really how to communicate effectively. Sure. Well, Chris, you bring up an interesting point, and and uh, as we're our time's running down here, I'll try to be real quick. But um, you know, we had a uh, sleepover here for uh, for my daughter's birthday. Uh, last year, and we had some issues with the uh, phones. So uh, we have uh, come up with a rule, and uh, for Gracie to go to another person's house, the, you know, we have to agree that the rule is in place that all the phones go in a basket at 10 o'clock. You know, we're not going to have you know people being texted at 2 o'clock in the morning from our house. So uh, so that's you know one rule, and we we've talked about this on the you know here on the show before when we had our uh, our technology expert, but uh, you know that's you know something else. When you when you look at these relationships, you know you got to look at the technology, the texting that's going on, the the sending pictures, the you know those kind of things. You just got to be you know be able to monitor those things, 
And uh, have you seen a lot of problems with that um, in, in your work, Janet? Well, I, I think it's it's a, a huge problem for, for young people today. And uh, all of our curricula right now are undergoing revision. We just came out with one of our our, um, our my favorite curricula that now has a whole um, section on teens, technology, and social media. And I think as a parent, uh, as you mentioned, Keith, it, it, the technology is so different from how many of us grew up that mm-hmm. trying to keep on top and protecting our children is, is quite a challenge. And being able to get your hands on any information that enables you to keep up with your kids technology-wise and also be able to protect them is very important. Right. Janet, we have uh, th- this is always so much fun. We we go through this so quickly, and we run out of time uh, usually so quickly. So, uh, Janet, I do want to keep in touch with you. We'd like to have you back on the show at some time in the future. Uh, let us know how things are going uh, with the Devil Institute. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. You all have a wonderful holiday. Well, Janet, you too. Thank you for being on Watchdogs Blog Talk Radio. And thank you for what you all do. Take care. All right, Chris. Well, I'm uh, getting ready to head out, and we will talk to you later. Join us next week on Watchdogs Radio. Chris, we'll talk to you in a few. Sounds good, Keith. All right. Take care. Well, next week we are going to uh, we are going to have.